The Cleveland police officer who killed Tamir Rice has seen his latest appeal to get his job back denied by the state Supreme Court. Ohio's new anti-hazing law will toughen penalties and expand accountability. And a Cleveland man is accused of making phone calls threatening House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. It's The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Wednesday, July 7th. I'm reporter Robin Goist. The Ohio Supreme Court has upheld the firing of Timothy Lohman, the former Cleveland police officer who shot and killed 12-year-old Tamir Rice in November 2014. The state's highest court rejected the Cleveland Police Union's appeal of a lower court's ruling, keeping the firing in place. Four of the court's seven justices declined jurisdiction to review the finding from the 8th District Court of Appeals in March, holding that the union failed to serve the attorneys for the city of Cleveland with court filings as it challenged an arbitrator's decision upholding Lohman's firing. Cleveland fired the then-rookie officer for lying on his job application to become a police officer. The court's decision effectively ends the union's years-long quest to force the city to rehire Lohman as a patrol officer. Samaria Rice, Tamir's mother, said in a statement she is glad that Lohman will never have a badge and a gun in the city of Cleveland again. In response to high-profile fraternity deaths at Ohio colleges in recent years, Governor Mike DeWine signed legislation Tuesday that bolsters the state's anti-hazing law. Senate Bill 126 takes effect this October and broadens the definition of hazing in state law, toughens penalties for those who haze others, and holds responsible more authority figures who recklessly allow it to occur. The bill is also known as Collins Law, named after Colin Wyant, an Ohio University student who died in 2018 in an unofficial off-campus fraternity house. His family said he was beaten, forced to take drugs, and waterboarded as part of a weeks-long hazing ritual. The legislation had failed to pass during the last legislative session, but was reintroduced this year after the March 7th death of Stone Foltz, a Bowling Green State University student who died of alcohol poisoning during a college fraternity induction ritual. A 53-year-old Cleveland resident was formally charged Tuesday with making threats against U.S. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. David Stadahar is accused of calling police departments in Kentucky, Texas, and Pelosi's home state of California, and describing his plans to kill the congresswoman because, quote, she is committing treason against the United States of America, according to an affidavit filed in the U.S. District Court in Cleveland by a U.S. Capitol Police investigator. The calls were allegedly made on November 13th, less than a week after Joe Biden was declared the winner of the presidential election. Stadahar appeared before a magistrate judge who ordered he be held without bond until detention hearing on July 13th. Ohioans on unemployment are no longer getting $300 weekly supplements from the federal government after Governor Mike DeWine joined other Republican governors in cutting off the extra payments. The governors hope that doling out less in unemployment will encourage people to return to the labor force more quickly. But is the plan working? Cleveland.com's Pete Krause reports some experts say yes, others say it's not clear. But pretty much everyone says it's too early to tell. The federal supplement was just one piece of a puzzle that includes wages, continuing concerns about the coronavirus, and access to childcare. So far, there simply has not been enough data to draw any meaningful conclusions. 
Did Ohio's Vaximillion Lottery Increase COVID-19 Vaccination Rates? Early results were promising, suggesting the allure of a million-dollar prize or a full college scholarship could be enough to entice someone to get a coronavirus vaccine. But a new study from Boston University School of Medicine researchers suggests those incentives weren't enough to convince many skeptics. The study, published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, concluded that the Vaximillion lottery was not associated with an increase in COVID-19 vaccination rates in Ohio. Vaccination rates did improve after Governor Mike DeWine announced the lottery on May 12th, but the trend was also seen in other U.S. states which did not have vaccination lotteries, according to the study. Researchers note that DeWine unveiled Vaximillion just two days after the FDA announced children and teens ages 12 to 15 could receive the Pfizer vaccine, which could explain why other states also saw an improvement in vaccination rates around the time Ohio unveiled its lottery. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up. 